Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. As always, don't forget to read all of the articles on our website to give the writers the credit that they're due, as well as in case I missed anything. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. The October 4th Senate meeting brought a couple problems to the stage. To start, the meeting had two presentations regarding raising the student tuition fee. The first presentation by Sheena Harvey, the director of the Fitness and Recreation Sports Department at the university, proposed an increase on the E.L. Wiegan Fitness Center fee. In 2015, the Board of Regents voted on a gym fee that was before optional to students. Since then, there is now a mandatory $45 fee for every student. Of the $45, $30 goes to operations and $15 goes to a construction loan that is still 11 years from being paid off. The department proposed raising the gym fee by 10 or $20 while also raising the guest fee. Harvey's presentation stated that raising the fee is necessary in order to keep intramural sports free, continue hosting a wide range of classes, raising the wages of student workers, and more. They also want to raise funds for a peer mentorship program. The second presentation was from the New Students Initiative. In their presentation, they proposed the New Student Orientation Program fee. The fee will increase by $50, raising from $150 to $200. The NSI states that the orientation helps with school retention rates, which makes students want to come here and feel comfortable in the setting. Joelle Martin, the senator for the College of Liberal Arts, asked where this fee actually exists. Presenter Nicole Nichols stated that most of the students who sign up for the orientation end up attending the university. In 2023, of the 4,000 students who registered and attended orientation, only about 50 decided not to attend the university. Nichols states that the $150 is not seen from them because it is not taken from their tuition since they decided to not attend the university. A new bill has been passed within ASUN, that being an act to create an alternative compensation method for ASUN officers, was brought forward to ensure that officers, regardless of their citizenship status, are paid for the work they do within the department. Before this bill, if students were undocumented and on staff, they cannot get paid for the work that they do. Presented by Diana Landazuri-Nova, a senator for the College of Business, Tori Bulick, a senator for the College of Science, and Anthony Cole, a senator for College of Engineering, the former payment presented by those who need it would come in a $5,000 scholarship. However, this bill does raise some concerns. Jeffrey Johan, a senator for the College of Engineering, worries that if an officer is to resign halfway through the semester, they would be walking away with that money. To this, Landazuri Nova said that since the bill is divided between the two semesters, if an officer was to complete a fall semester, then resign for the spring semester, they would only walk away with the money from the fall semester. After discussion, the bill was unanimously passed. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. In a statement sent to the campus community from University President Brian Sandoval, the university has received a $36 million donation from the George W. Guillemont Foundation. This is the largest donation the university has ever received. Quote, today's announcement speaks to the strong commitment of the Guillemont trustees to meet the needs of Nevada's future as an investment in the success of our students, faculty, and staff whose innovative work is driving the next great chapter in our state's history, the statement read. The donation will go towards developing an aerospace engineering department within the College of Engineering with approval from the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. The gift will also be put towards new technological advancements in the Fleischmann Planetarium. Along with this, the gift will be used for fee waivers and attendance costs for K-12 students who visit the planetarium every year. The university expects its first bachelor's degree in aerospace engineering in the next three to five years. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Jaden Young. 
With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and reflect on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. This week in sports is the midseason recap. Starting with women's soccer, they stand at 6-6-5 overall with 4-3-1 in conference play. This is the most conference wins that the team has had since 2009. With an overall record of 6-6-5, this is the most wins the team has had since 2015. Their most notable win of the season is by far their win against San Diego State, who are currently one of two teams in first place in the conference. At the time that this article was written, Nevada was placed fifth in the tournament. Leading Nevada in goals scored is forward Luz Ariaga with five goals scored so far. Following Ariaga is forward Emily Rich and midfielder Gabby Brown, who each have four goals. Totaling 22 goals for the season, Nevada has less goals than the average of their opponents in the conference, that being 25. However, the Nevada defense is truly pulling their weight, which greatly makes up for the lower shots on goal. Out of the 77 saves made by the goalkeepers, 53 were made by goalkeeper Ali Larkin. Moving on to women's golf, the team has competed in three tournaments so far, most recently the New Mexico Golf Classic. In that tournament, Nevada finished second in round one, fifth in round two and third in round three. In all three tournaments overall, Nevada has finished sixth, second, and third. Much of the success comes from Leah John, a fifth-year senior on the team. She won the New Mexico tournament to take her second consecutive individual title. John finished 54 holes in the New Mexico tournament with a score of 203. This was the second best score in school history, only behind Victoria Gailey's score of 201 last year. Winning a title last year as well, John has become one of four Wolfpack players with multiple titles in her career. The women's volleyball team currently holds a 6-13 overall record, being 2-6 in conference play. Despite this, the past month has had Wolfpack leaders hitting career goals like Sia Lili with 500 career points and 200 kills this season, Gabby McLaughlin with 500 career points, Kia Koalaulin ranked 21st in the country with 750 career digs, and Jordan Schwartz ranked 19 in the country with 57 blocks. They are currently tied for last in the Mountain West standings. Despite the low rankings, the team has taken opponents to a fifth set in over half of their matches, only struggling in executing the win. In men's golf, the team has competed in three tournaments as of October 16th. In the Husky Invitational and Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational, the men started on top, finishing the first round, third, and second respectively. As those tournaments continued, performance would lower and the team would finish ninth out of 14 in the Husky Invitational and seventh in the Mark Simpson Colorado Invitational. In their third tournament, they would start tied for six out of 12 teams but would finish in ninth. Finally, in football, the team is currently sitting at a 2-6 overall record, being 2-2 two two in conference play. Going into the 2023 season, Season, the team was optimistic. This optimism was short-lived, with loss after loss sending Nevada to the bottom of the conference leaderboard. Arguably the worst loss of the season was their loss to in-state rivals UNLV 45-27. The football team has regressed since the 2022 season, only scoring an average of 17.3 points per game and allowing 39.5 points per game. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Sports Desk. Nevada Sagebrush Arts and Entertainment editor Peregrine Hart has compiled a list of the live theater performances that can be found in Reno this fall. To start, the first performance in the fully equipped Redfield Proscenium Theater will take place in the Fall Dance Festival, performing from November 2nd to November 4th. This show will feature choreography from both students and alumni. Moving off campus, Good Luck Macbeth will be performing multiple shows this winter with a parody of the movie Die Hard called Die Difficult, which will finish the 2023 slate running from December 1st to the 23rd. 
23rd. At the Reno Little Theater, a beloved Christmas classic is getting a, quote, tongue-in-cheek treatment. From November 10th to December 17th, It's a Wonderful Life will pit actors against a sound effects team determined to disrupt his performance. The Baruka Theater will also be getting in the spirit this winter. Christmas with the Crawdads will come to the stage from December 1st to the 22nd. Finally, the Pioneer Center will bring two Broadway shows to their stage before next semester. Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, running from November 22nd to 26th. Soon after, Six will take the stage, running from January 2nd to the 7th. This story was written by Nevada Sagebrush Arts and Entertainment Editor Peregrine Hart. And that's going to bring this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Don't forget to read all of the articles on our website and make sure to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Nevada Sagebrush, as well as following me on Instagram at Patrick.McNab and Twitter at PatrickMcNab underscore. The next episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight will be out next Friday, November 10th. This week's Song of the Week is Fight the Vegans by Willis. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.